Amen. Wonderful. Well, last week we started kind of a little mini series that I am kind of doing as I as I finish here. And we have looked last week at Psalm 27 and the one thing um, that we look for, <laughs> the one thing that we desire, this only that do we seek, that we might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of our lives. And there are five one things in scripture, as I said last week, and we're looking at three last week, this week. We're going to look at the story of Mary and Martha from Luke chapter 10. So I'm just going to briefly look at it. And it's from verse 38 of Luke 10. And I'm going to read it now. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care? that my sister has left me to serve alone, tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. One thing is necessary. And as we look at this story, we look at I guess the context that it's in. And earlier on in the chapter, we have the parable of the Good Samaritan. This idea that kind of Christian living is to be a good neighbour to those around us and to love them and to care for them, to bind up their wounds and to pay for their needs and to, to be all that Jesus wants us to be to the community around us, to be the Good Samaritan. And then after this story, we see in chapter 11, we come on to the Lord's Prayer and how we should pray and how we should kind of continually knock on the door of heaven. And when we ask, he, he will open that door. When we seek, we will find and we will find that God is there. And in the middle, we have this story of Mary and Martha. And it's as if as Luke puts the story of Jesus together, he's kind of reminding them Jesus has just taught about the Good Samaritan, as in this is how to live charitably, how to live for God. And then Luke reminds them that it's not all about what we do. It's not about everything that we must put together. It's not about our preparation. It's not about the things that we can do for others, although they are good things. He's not criticising Martha for putting things together or, or preparing or getting the practicalities right. All of those are important. But he's reminding the readers here and he's reminding us that as we come to do those things, only one thing is truly important, and that is the presence of God. And when we come to the Lord's Prayer, he is then saying that from his presence, that's when we can then ask him for these things. That's when we ask for his kingdom. We pray in line with his will. And as we pray in line with his will, we then see the answers because we have come before him and spent time in his presence, getting to know him and knowing who he is. And I was just reminded this week on Thursday as we gathered to talk about the future of North Bushy. And we'll have other opportunities to talk about some of the things that were said in that meeting. But one of the things that really encouraged me was the sense of family that people felt, that you, you all felt together as we've come together. And, and that is wonderful. I, you know, it is being the good Samaritan to each other and seeing what we've been able to do to the community, uh, in the community, Louise and Anne starting the, the toddler group in different contexts, but with the same heart this week. That's wonderful. That is us being our neighbours, being the good Samaritans to those around us. It is brilliant. I'm so encouraged with that. And we want to kind of keep doing that. 
but we can't do it in and of ourselves. We can't do it just as an end of itself. And I know that none of you are thinking like this, but this is God's heart, that it starts from coming together and, and learning from Jesus, sitting at his feet, worshipping, being in his presence, knowing who he is. And from that place, we can carry that family sense, that nature that he has put in us to love those around us. Um, because when Jesus is inside of us, when we have put him first, when we sit in his presence, the natural thing to do is then to go and be a good neighbour. One thing is necessary. And when we are putting that one thing first, we can then know that what we are doing is for his glory and for our good and for the community's good around us. Jesus says in, in Matthew 6, I think it is, that we must seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then these things will be given to us. It's him first. The one thing that he has asked from us is to dwell in his presence, to know him, and then he can lead us through those next steps. So regardless of what comes from these conversations, regardless of how we feel about them, regardless of what, um, I, I guess, our frustrations and, and what, what we sense needs to happen in these next steps. Let's be a people who puts God's presence first to truly love him and to truly know him. And as we do, then we can trust that he will lead us forward and lead us into the future. And so as we look at this, this story, I just want to look at three things that can kind of distract us from that one thing. And, and Martha, Martha, I guess, can, could get a bad rep from this, but Jesus isn't criticising what he has, what, what Martha is doing in that sense. He's just saying, you are being distracted from the one thing. And there are three things that can distract us. I guess one thing we see that distracts Martha is other people. She is looking at what Mary's doing. And as a sibling, you know, I, I get this. I remember at times thinking, oh, my, my brother is doing something wrong. I want to tell on him. And when I do, I want my parents to tell him off. So Martha comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, Mary's not helping me. Can you tell her? And it's like, yes, I've got her now. Tell her, tell her off. Maybe she was more mature than that. <laughs> That's how I would be anyway. But she's distracted by Mary. And all Mary is doing is sitting at Jesus' feet. And Jesus says, don't be distracted by this one thing and uh, don't be distracted by others but focus on this one thing focus on jesus come into his presence listen to him and know him so we can be distracted by people martha was also distracted by the practicalities the things that we've got to do all these things the list that are there all the all the preparations for different things and jesus says those things are good, but it isn't the one thing that we need to live for. And notice he says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. It's not the preparation that was the issue. It was the fact that it was troubling her. Those things compared to knowing Jesus, they're nothing. They're small. Knowing Jesus is what we are called to. And then the third thing that we see Martha is distracted by is performance. You see, it seems like, and I think this is what the, some of the Greek is trying to say, is Martha is trying to put on this huge kind of banquet, like lots of different dishes, really perform well, give Jesus 
the best. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But Jesus says, we don't need that performance. We only need one thing. We only need this, this one dish, if you like. We don't need all these dishes. We just need the one. Trying to pursue excellence isn't necessarily a bad thing. But sometimes we can be so caught up in trying to give the best, trying to make sure everything's so tidy, everything's so right, everything's in its perfect place, that we forget that the one thing, the one thing that's necessary is Jesus. And he only requires the one thing. He doesn't need all of that. And then Jesus goes on to say, Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. You see, what Martha was sowing into was temporary. She was sowing into kind of, I guess, good food and and hospitality and all those. And as I've said, those things are good, but it isn't eternal <laughs> in the way that when we spend time with Jesus, working on our relationship with him, getting to know him, that is something that will live forever. That will build us in our heart and change us from glory to glory and make us more like him. That's what Mary has chosen. And whatever the circumstances, that will never be taken from her. One thing is necessary. We can be distracted in our lives, sometimes by things that are even good, even what God has sent us. But it compares very little next to Jesus, sitting at his feet, getting to know him. And my commitment for the rest of my life is that I would put Jesus as the one thing. I want to dwell in his house. I want to live in his presence. I don't want to be distracted by people or the practicalities or my performance, but just his presence. And my prayer is that that's what we'll do together. That as we move forward, that we will live for his presence. And as we live in his presence, we will then see God do his work and we can then put things. We can allow him to put things in place that his kingdom might come here in North Bushy and in our lives. That's my prayer. That's my desire. And as we work out these next steps, I, I trust that the Lord will lead us. And that as we go to him, he will enable us to bring his kingdom into North Bushy. I still believe that. And so let's just, for the moment, let's just be still before him. This week, actually it was on Thursday, um, Psalm 46 came up in my kind of daily devotionals. And for me, it's a great Psalm of just allowing the Lord to lead us. And I'm gonna read it now. And as I read it, let's allow these words to just wash over us, speak into our lives. And I know that there are probably distractions in your house and, and, and that's not necessarily easy. But when, when in Psalm 46, David, I think, oh no, it's not David, it's the sons of Korah, says, be still and know that I am God. It's not about silence in one sense, although silence is good. It's about allowing our hearts to be quiet and allowing the Lord to speak and to lead us. So I'm going to read these words and then just leave it open just for a moment, just to allow us to receive what the Lord wants to say to us. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. 
Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the, the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I'm just going to leave a moment for us to be still. You are our fortress, our very present help in times of trouble. And Lord, I pray that you will help us to be still before you and to live for you and your presence, the one thing that is necessary. And I pray that where we, where we are feeling frustrated, where we are feeling let down, where we are feeling troubled, that we will take them to you and you will show us what you see about them. I pray that you will show us what you see about North Bushy. I pray that you will guide us and lead us and that you will have your way. Lord, we trust you. And Lord, I pray that you will lead us forward. There is no one like you. Help us to rest in your presence all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>